Hey, everybody. I'm John Dwoskin, an executive advisor and business coach. I work with successful business people who are stuck and want to take their company to the next level. Today, though, get ready to grow your business big, very big. In just a few seconds, you'll meet a dynamic business owner, executive, or salesperson willing to share the best practices that fuel their growth and success. Each interview is no more than 15-ish minutes long, so you can quickly learn effective tools to put into your business today. Please listen with new ears, and let's get to learning, let's get to growing, and let's get to thinking big. Hey, everybody. Welcome back, and thank you for taking time to listen to this episode of the Think Big Movement podcast. Uh, I am so excited and happy for my next guest because uh, it's my brother, Jeff Dwoskin, uh, who I love very much and uh, very proud of a lot of the things that he is doing. Uh, he's going to tell you all about his company, uh, Hashtag Roundup, where he is the founder and CEO. My brother is a social media expert and guru and a digital pioneer. We go way back. We'll share a little bit about uh, our business together through this podcast. But Jeff, welcome. Love having you on the show. Thanks so much for being here. And tell us all about, for starters, uh, Hashtag Roundup, and uh, we'll kind of grow the conversation from there. Oh, it is great to be on the show. Yes, we do go way back. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I've known you forever. Um, yeah, the, the feeling is mutual. <laughs> you, yeah. you can totally tell that you guys are brothers. <laughs> that is Jessica, the sound uh, uh, person. Person. Thank That's you. fine. <laughs> All right, so go ahead, Jeff. Uh, well, yeah. Um, well, hashtag Roundup is... Uh, Kind of an exciting thing I've been a part of. Uh, started a couple of years ago. What we do is um, we we do fun activities on Twitter to get people engaged and and use Twitter, and we, we do them through hashtag games. So um, they're like uh, Jimmy Fallon does them a lot. They're like they're fun. Ha- the hashtags are fun um, premises. And and then people can just tweet to those premises, like unlikely pet tricks or, you know, uh, stupid questions for astronauts, things like that. So it's like we set these silly things that people can just kind of play. And, you know, you could, any, any background works, any basically all your useless knowledge that you've been carrying for the many decades you've been alive all fit great one way or another into these hashtags. And it's, it's a community on Twitter. So a lot of people engage. So it, a lot of people actually meet a lot of people on Twitter. And it's fun because you get a lot of likes and a lot of retweets. And it's a great way just to kind of get some, your voice out there and, and have people see it. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it, it's, I love watching what you do and I love watching it online. Talk a little bit about how and why companies would use you and how they can benefit from using hashtag roundup and what it will do for them as a company, their brand, their marketing and all that type of stuff. Sure. Uh, so the brands that we work with, that we worked with, uh, Gillette and Potbelly and TV land, numerous shows there and the walking dead and what we do with them is we help them kind of humanize their brand on Twitter. So Twitter is kind of a very unique social media platform in that there's a lot of real-time interactivity. So brands have a real opportunity 
to engage with fans or, or potential fans and or customers. By engage, I mean they can retweet, they can follow an account, they can like your tweet, they can reply. You can actually build a little bit of a, um, you know, a, uh, a connection that you can't get through Facebook or Instagram like that. So, you know, I the other day I tweeted something and James Gunn, um, he was the director of the... Um, um, Oh my God, the Chris Pratt movie, the uh, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy movies. He liked two of my tweets. I went through the roof, right? Um, I've done tweets about Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, which is a hilarious show on on Twitter, and they like the tweets. You know, so it's like when when that kind of thing happens, and then people talk about it, like I just talked about it, um, they get excited because brands on Twitter. Um, really are all kind of celebrities or superstars and they, and a lot of them don't see it that way, but they are when a brand in there, you know, when you, when I engage and Krispy Kreme engages with me and then I'm at the supermarket, I know it sounds silly, but when I see the Krispy Kreme stand there, I go, Oh, I know those people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. So it's like, if I it, it sort of then kind of, that's where they, it's a long term, it's a long, you know, play ROI, but it's like you build up these relationships and then when those you're ready to make those decisions, you make them based on who you like, right? It's the same thing in business. You work with people you like and you trust. So if you can build those reputations as a brand on Twitter, then that extends to all the other buying philosophies as well. Talk a little bit more about the community on Twitter, because it seems to be, and the way that you're talking about it, much different than the communities on, on other social platforms and uh, and why a company would want to engage and get recognized by the Twitter community versus other social platforms. Sure. So right now, as we're talking, uh, original content from Hashtag Roundup, two of the top 10 trends in the United States originated from Hashtag Roundup. And it's not uncommon for us to have, say, three hashtags in the top 10. So we create these conversations that are, um, you know, extremely um, interactive and powerful. And so what we've done, if you, if you think like um, on Facebook, there's things like Candy Crush or there used to be like Farmville. I don't know if people still do that stuff, but like, you know, where you could become addicted to things on, on Facebook and, and hashtag games in themselves are kind of addictive. So, this community that we built are people that just thrive on this. And one way to look at hashtag roundup is we're a organic, um, influencer network, but the difference between when you pay for that YouTuber, who's got 10 million, um, followers and they'll, you pay them to tweet and they get, you know, 500 retweets for that tweet. The difference is, those people that are retweeting that tweet aren't actually adding additional content to the discussion. They're just retweeting that person, right? It's just the nature generally of how that works. Our, our network, our community, uh, our influencers, when they create content, people who see that content and other people in the community not only share it, but then they also create their own. So it, that's how we're able to create this viral effect day after day after day, even hour after hour. Um, it's just, it's a much more powerful um, um, cascading effect. So when brands 
um, can engage in that. We work with them to kind of work them into this community, be a part of the community, and to tweet. And for some, it's a little uncomfortable because they're used to just tweeting sales-type stuff. But if they can tweet and just have fun, being brand-appropriate, non-brand, of course, but you can you can have a good time uh, sharing content that isn't always uh, hit you over the head sales message, right? And And so by doing that, and then occasionally what we do is we work and they, we create a custom hashtag just for them and then they become the host. So they're actually, they're not just engaging in one of our organic games. They're actually kind of hosting at you know, 11 o'clock tomorrow, you know, the walking dead is playing blah, blah, blah. And, and then the people will come and play and have a chance to be retweeted by this brand or, or liked or engage. And the people really enjoy that. It's, it's, it's a type of, a feeling you can't get on the other platforms. Wow. Well, you're you're really doing things to um, you know grow the not only the business but people's brands, and uh, it's incredible to watch. Talk a little bit about because I think it's important and gives uh, some 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 credibility, additional credibility to you know you saying and being a social media expert and digital pioneer, I mean, it goes way back. And, you know, it started when you and I started an internet company back in 1995. So talk a little bit about, you know, how you've been in this space and, uh, and, and, and yeah, speak on that for a little bit. Sure. Sure. Well, yeah. I mean, like you said, uh, you know, way back when, just even before it was a thing, you know, we started online marketing company, you know, very similarly, we recognized that websites could be for any company, right? It's, it's silly to kind of think, say things now because you don't think, oh, in the late nineties, but it was really different, right? So it was like these small companies, you know, all of a sudden it was like, Hey, you have a platform now where you can compete with larger companies. <laughs> right. And, uh, and that was very foreign to them, right? So, right, you remember, we, it was hard to even sell websites to these folks back then just because it was like whole, all the concepts were fresh and new. Um, you know, but, you know, we did and, and, you know, together we did lots of great stuff with lots of huge clients and small clients. And it's sort of the same. That's, you know, from there, um, after, after um, the whole dot-com boom and all that. You know, I worked in the promotion industry for six years. I worked in the customer satisfaction industry, all kind of tied to digital, all digital related promotions, measuring customer satisfaction on the web. Um, you know, and so I've always kind of had my pulse, the pulse and been part of the online and digital world. So kind of getting into Twitter, when I personally got into Twitter a few years ago, um, I do stand up comedy as well. And so it was sort of a natural thing for me to use Twitter as a platform um, because it was more expansive. On Facebook, I could tweet, but it was just my friends and family are just liking my tweets. So there was, once I switched to Twitter and you get this massive exposure, suddenly my tweets have been on, uh, tweets that I've written personally have been on, you know, Good Morning America and MSNBC and published in People Magazine and Time and you know, BuzzFeed, any, any major publication, I've, I've been fortunate enough to 
to be um, published in. So it's it's exciting, and so you have this different kind of reach that you don't have in some of the more closed off networks. So you know that's that's some of the opportunity that brands have too. It's much it's much wider. It's not just about who follows you. It's you can go well beyond that. You know, Jeff, I mean, we started our business uh, when we worked together in 1995, May, June of 1995. And ever since then, and really before then, and but specifically since the internet started taking shape and, and we've been in the business, you've always been so forward thinking as far as your ideas. I mean, and uh, I mean, I was the sales guy and, and I did a lot with, you know, the, the, the business plans and things of that nature. But a lot of the forward-thinking ideas were always yours. And, um, you know, you had such ideas about how to do things. But at that point in mid-1995, the technology wasn't even available. And some of the things we talked about where today we could create were just, you know, such a, just a dream to think about what could be. So hashtag Roundup is, are you, are you seeing that it's still ahead of the curve or how close is it to people thinking it's a little bit more mainstream and something that they need to dive into to get the exposure to Twitter um, that, that they need to build their brand and build their influence with their clients that they want coming in their door, whether it's the door on, on their internet sites or in their you know, brick and mortar store? Yeah, I think I think one of the unfortunate things is Twitter is right now is kind of getting a lot of bad press, right? So people don't necessarily feel as comfortable. So they spend a lot of advertising, say, on Facebook and Instagram or Snapchat. But really, the 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 really the swell of really active and passionate people are, are on Twitter, and you know, I honestly believe it's it, it's going to come back and in, in, in vogue again. But yeah, I do feel at times like this concept. Um, so like we were, we're a Twitter publish, we're a Twitter moments publisher now, which means Twitter has a platform where they have, uh, very specific content that they share with every Twitter user. Anybody can create a moment, which is a collection of tweets. Um, but we're a, uh, recognized publisher. So when we do a moment through hashtag roundup, it gets published to the greater, um, Twitter audience. So everyone in the United States can see the things that we publish, not just our followers. You know, so, you know, we had um, in the last few months, we've had over 5 million, you know, unique views on the content that we've been publishing in just a few months. And the funny part about that, you talk about being ahead of it. A year ago, we talked to Twitter and we're like, this is what you should have us do. We should be publishing moments and they were like, no, 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 we're not ready. We're not ready. We can't even do that. And then lo and behold, you know, just earlier this year, finally we started doing it. And and then suddenly we're talking to them about more things because our content became so popular. But, you know, so it, it took a year to be an overnight, we're not even an overnight success yet, but it's like we're on, on the way to being something. But it took a year of, of having pitched it and just waiting for the right moment. Right. So it's... And then there's other things like that kind of happening now too, which is which is good. Well, you know, one of the things I think that uh, people should be thinking about is there's nothing more powerful than building your brand as a business and marketing that. And and as you build a brand, you know, if Twitter is 
um, getting some, you know, not as um, vogue as you say as it as it will be. Let's say when it comes back into vogue uh, in the near near future, now is actually the perfect time to start building the foundation of your brand. From my perspective, I'd like you know, it sounds like that's what you're saying. I'd like you to speak on that, but building the foundation of that brand now before it before there's even more users and get the and get the ball rolling any any thoughts on that yeah no i agree with that 100 percent. that's uh right now while you know they're having the troubles and they're trying to rebuild now that's the time when you know people are looking to make you know new partnerships and and take on new opportunities so you know that's exactly the message that we've been kind of sharing, like now is exactly the right time. Yeah. You know, Facebook's becoming too commercialized, you know, ads and, you know, you look for one thing and, you know, you look for door handles and then you're stuck looking at door handle ads for the next six months. Right. And so it's like, uh, you know, Twitter is a little, is is a different, um, I think approach and a different mentality and the messaging is different. Uh, it's people being more real, than on Facebook, um, you know, so I, but I do think like now is the time, like people that should start looking at it again, you know, Twitter's doing a great job putting together good ad properties to give companies exposure. They just kind of announced a beta of a, you know, of a, uh, an exposure campaign for aimed at small companies, you know, cause it's the same kind of concept that we were just saying. It's like small companies can compete with larger companies kind of exactly the same as when we started the web it's like that that platform is there so suddenly you know you can't tell the difference between a small and large company and if the small companies can outperform because the large companies if they um you know you know use this as a as a reason to like be slow and they can't interact and they you know you've had like wendy's is a great example they, they um somebody tweeted at them about well, how many t- retweets for f- some free nuggets, right? And Wendy's was like, I don't know, 13 million or whatever it was. And But this guy ended up with well over, I mean, the most retweets of any tweet ever on Twitter, you know, and, and, and Wendy's, you know, you know, was all part of that. And it was like, it was all this just real engagement and people are talking about Wendy's and they're not selling anything, they're not doing anything. And it's like, those are the type of opportunities that, um, you know, you need to take advantage of and, and be there, but it's not a one-time thing. You have to, it's a day-to-day thing. It's a long-term, right? You don't, you don't know when that one big thing is going to hit. So you have to just kind of always be there. Keep it going. Yeah. All right, good. All right, good. Well, I, uh, I think that was a great, um, review of hashtag roundup in our last minute together. Uh, give, you know, the, your, Either your favorite piece of advice, podcast, book, quotes, you know, something that, you know, your one piece of advice that really impacted you the most that you can, that you can share with uh, the listeners today. Um, well, my favorite podcast is WTF with Mark Marin. It's a great interview. Um, you know, and I, the advice is when I look, kind of just always think back, it's just like, you know, things come to an end, things stop. You always have to be willing to, to pivot and change what you're doing and adapt. And I think, you know, that was advice that I was given a long time ago. And it's, it's true. You can't get stuff. You can't fall in love with exactly what you're doing. You always have to be willing to, to, to love what you're doing, but, but, but make those necessary changes so that you can, you know, fulfill all the, all your goals. 
I love it. I love it. So uh, tell people where to get a hold of you and hashtag Roundup and all that other good stuff. Uh, hashtag Roundup. You can go to, on Twitter. It's at hashtag Roundup. On Twitter, I'm Big Macher, uh, B-I-G-M-A-C-H-E-R. That was actually a nickname that our business partner gave me during uh, our online marketing <laughs> company time. I had used it to set up my Twitter account, and uh, now I'm stuck with it. But, uh, but I, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, those, those are the best ways to get a hold of me. All right, good. Well, um, you know, I, uh, I love watching you build Hashtag Roundup and your business, and, you know, I can't speak... Um, you know, more highly of you and uh, how much I love you and proud of you and uh, keep on uh, growing hashtag and having fun, which is, I know, the key, which is I know what you're doing. And um, uh, I'm. it's great having you on the show. I love being here. I love you too. Very proud of everything you're doing. Thank uh, you, brother. Awesome book. And uh, hey, everybody, think big. <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you uh, very soon. All right. All right. Talk to you. Love you. Thank you for listening to the Think Big Movement podcast. For show notes and links to anything we talked about, please visit johndwaskin.com. For additional best business practices, you may enjoy my latest book, The Think Big Movement. Grow your business big, very big. Lastly, if you want to talk to me about advising and coaching your business, please email me, john at johndwaskin.com. Text or call me at 248-535-7796. Have an amazing day, an amazing week, and as always, think big.